0: Nice, nice little uh, intro there, Dave. You know, it sound it seemed funnier in my head when I did it. It was pretty good. Um, maybe when somebody listens to it, it might be funnier. But uh, the reaction. Koba. Koba. Doba. I sat here straight faced, straight faced. Absolutely, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, this is the Professor Jones and the Diggs podcast. Uh, so I, my name is Dave Jones. My name is Danny Jones. I am the Diggs. Dave is the Professor. The Professor Jones. We usually do this podcast uh, separated from each other, and we pretty much use FaceTime and record separate uh, audio files and then combine them. But we're actually in the same state, in the same city right now, uh, so we're sitting next to each other as we record this, which makes it seem like it would be easier, but it, d- it does seem a little bit more I'm a dif- little bit more nervous. Yeah, uh, I am. I feel a little bit more nervous exciting, sitting right next to you. Exciting stuff. Very, very exciting. Um, but... Today we're going to be talking about the War of... War for the Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes War. The Planet War of... For the planet that has the apes on the it. The Planet War Apes. It's the, the longest title they... <laughs> longest title for a movie known to man. The War, war for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> WPA. There it is. The Matrix. That's yeah. a good title. Yeah, that, that would be easier to say. Uh, uh, Looper. Uh, Anything... <laughs> 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 Ice Age. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so let's get rolling with the uh, Burning Desires. Um, I don't know. I can't remember who started out last week. You go ahead. Okay. You go. I'll start with mine. Mine's actually pretty simple this uh, this week. Um, it's just kind of just since we're talking about Planet of the Apes, uh, there's a new Blade Runner trailer out, which both of us haven't seen no, I haven't really, watched that. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a day. Um, need to watch know. that. But it's um, just kind of a, a, an observation. Um, do you think Hollywood's going to continue this, this remake thing up, all these reboots? Um, I think it's, a, you know, it's cool when, when these films come out. Obviously, I'm excited about Blade Runner. Um, if they made another Mortal Kombat, I'd be excited about that. <laughs> you know, all these reboots are fun. But at the same time, it just seems like Hollywood has gotten less and less and less original. Um, and even this, you know, War for the Planet of the Apes, it is... I was happy because it led up to, you know, the other film, So it's kind of like, you know, a, a prequel, things like that. But it just seems like nowadays there's a lot of, of remakes, including in Point Break, things like that. And do you think that... Hollywood is going to continue down this path or do you think they're going to learn their lesson and and kind of start making some original, you know, more original material at some point? I mean, how many original ideas do we have? And it seems like the trend or the transition lately has been, okay. any sci fi action or fantasy is basically a remake. There's not really anything new on that front. Or it's adapted from a novel, and anything original is something that's kind of like La La Land or Whiplash or any of those more like dramatic, dramatic movies that is kind of Oscar Oscar worthy. But any of the the blockbusters that we get seem as if they were all remakes. There's nothing original. I'm trying to trying to rack my brain for something that was. Besides original. any Christopher Nolan film, I mean that's about it. You know, it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have that, and then you have. I don't even know. I mean, there are original films that come out. I shouldn't say, you know, every single blockbuster that comes out as a remake, but it's just what it seems like nowadays, even including Spider-Man Homecoming. I was stoked to watch it. And obviously we, we did our podcast on it, but you're going to the theater and you're going, okay, I'm going to another Spider-Man movie. <laughs> you know, it's just, I feel like every time I'm going to the theater lately, it's just something that I've already kind of been to. Well, I mean, and think of like, even if it's not remakes, it's still sequels. Think about the biggest movies that have come out this summer, you know? Yeah. Transformers, Planet of the Apes, Spider-Man, Pirates of the Caribbean, King Arthur, which is a remake remake. to an extent. Um, Am I missing anything here? The Mummy, which is a remake. The Mummy's a remake. Uh, I mean, every single thing is not original. There's no... Wonder Woman is the closest to original just because the only thing that they've done is a television show right yeah yeah There's there used to be a, a television show yeah um, but no i agree it's sad i'm it is i'm really hoping that something you know something like the matrix that comes out that i know it's just incredible yeah and i think that somebody this is a whole nother i was thinking about doing this for our burning desire but uh neil blomkamp the guy that did uh district nine and elysium chappy and chappy which yeah. chappy's horrible yeah um Bombed. yeah Ugh. But South African people in it? it I can't Africa? remember what their name. Yeah, I think yeah. they're from South Africa. Well Albino's place in South Africa. Um they're so awful. <laughs> <laughs> they look like the twins from Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> We're getting aggravated. <laughs> <laughs> no, I despise them. Um they ruined that movie. But uh no, so I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that movie. But Neil Blomkamp comes out with the original stuff. You know, District 9 was awesome, Elysium was pretty good. Uh, but at least it, you know, at least he was trying to think outside the box. And now, I don't know if you've seen these, but he has pretty much like 20, 25 minute short films on YouTube that are so good. Really? Yeah, it's called Oats Studio Productions, something like that. Oats Studio is what it's called. So look that up on YouTube. Oats, if you're as yeah. in like granola oats or something? Uh, no, like an ode to... Oh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, yeah. it's oats. o a t s um, but yeah maybe we should go into that sometime because those are really good but I'll, I'll allow you to see them before Honey the... he has Bunches of Oats uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually in, in collaboration with Honey Bunches of Oats it's an <laughs> ad sponsor yeah that's <laughs> awesome though I'm actually I'm really interested in uh, the first one's so good the last one wasn't as good but there's two out right now and they're both awesome they're really high quality for YouTube videos that are 25 minutes long they're very good reminds very me of uh, those those Star Wars animated videos that they have on YouTube. I don't know, are, are those from a game or something? They're yeah, they're video game trailers. Those I are? think. I think that one of the other ones was like, like Blizzard is the Overwatch Republic thing. There's a lot of those little short sorry this is totally off topic, but those little short videos that game studios release, um, like Blizzard, the game Overwatch, it has like side side videos, side stories for each of the characters for Overwatch. And they're so good. They're like six minute each all just like fully animated, like oh, they're so cool. Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I don't play video games anymore, so okay. <laughs> Too grown up, I guess. Uh-huh. my um, home, Peter. That actually, like, that's a that's a good segue into my burning desire. Though. Cool, um, because I wanted to bring up that I have I have a problem in life. Like, I actually have like a problem with letting shows go. I usually turn on an episode of something each night before I go to bed and it's very difficult for me to, to separate myself from like the shows that I usually watch, which would be The Office or Avatar Last Airbender's in there. I turn on Band of Brothers a lot, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, Friends, and then It's Always Sunny. Those are just six examples of things that I've watched. I've watched all those shows Probably at least twice through. Yeah. And I still can't help it. Just turn them on. There's many shows that I need to check out, many things that I need to watch, like Fargo I started, and I kind of was like, eh, whatever. I haven't gotten into Fargo. No, neither. I mean, I've watched like two episodes of it, and it's actually sick so far. But I just have a very hard time with, you know, the very limited time that I have to watch TV. I just continually watch the same things over and over and over again because it's nice it's comforting that i you know i turned on it's always sunny last night and you know it's just a random episode but I've, i know what's oh, going well, you on you just love it i know i yeah. love it so much and i don't have to think too much about it i just kind of zone out and just just get in so i don't know it's a it's an interesting predicament trying to branch out because so many people have so many different shows that oh you need to watch this you need to watch that and i'm like I know, I know I know that I need to watch that, I just don't have that much time and it's really I, difficult. It's funny though because I do the same thing. Um, I always end up just resorting back to the shows. Like right now I'm trying to go through Breaking Bad for the second time and uh, it's taken me over three months now <laughs> to do it because some nights I get home and yeah, me, uh, me and Leanna just started going through the office again. We're like three seasons in. I've gotten through somehow like three, four seasons of that, but I can't seem to get through five seasons of (laughs) Breaking Bad. Um, There's shorter seasons too. But um, yeah, I did that uh, with most of the Marvel things on Netflix, like Luke Cage. I got like three or four episodes in and I was enjoying it kind of, but I just stopped so many shows. I just get into, I'll even get deep into a show. Get like three seasons in or something and then just stop. Like, once I like Avatar Last Airbender, I've watched it all the way through like six times or something. Um, but one of the times I went through the entire show, and the last two episodes of that show, or last three episodes of that show, are just incredible. It's the finale. And so I got to the, the, the first one of those episodes, and I was so excited about it and so stoked. It had to be perfect. When I watched it, it had to be like the perfect time, the perfect, like, I don't know, it had to be the perfect time and a place and setting, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I never ended up watching it. Because I was like, oh, I don't know, tonight's, I don't know, there might be distractions. So I just mm-hmm. want to make sure it's a good good night to watch it. <laughs> you you never got, actually it. Went through the whole it. show and just didn't even watch the finale. It's interesting with that show, though, because I've watched, I watched the first season of Legend of Korra, never watched the no. following seasons. I, I watched them all, but I would say... My humble opinion to anybody out there, Legend of Korra is not worth it. Not worth it at all? Not worth it. The well, first, I, mean, I remember the, the only season. thing that I liked about the first season is that there were so many references to the original show. Yeah. And like what Aang was doing, blah, blah, blah. But that Aang was that over egg at the Earth Kingdom. There. <laughs> Nerd. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's cool to see Aang when he's older and mm-hmm. is in his avatar mumbo-jumbo. Um mumbo jumbo mumbo yeah. jumbo <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i would say uh, the first season was great but then i don't know my uh, that's yeah that's but bad. anyway it's 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 getting difficult to branch out and i don't know if i have a problem with just i don't know i guess it's an absence of time like i can't binge watch shows like i used to and yeah, then when i definitely. do i just feel like it's counterproductive like i should be doing something else with my yeah. time because i'm so into movies and I feel like there's countless of movies that I, countless movies I still haven't seen, um, and so, and then there's a lot of movies that I, I like a lot that I haven't watched in a long time. You know, we watched The Sixth Sense the other night. And oh, that was a blast! So good, such a good movie. Should you do a full po- full podcast on that. Yeah, I couldn't. Oh man, I cried like multiple times in that yeah. movie. It's sad. So whatever that little actress is, <laughs> whatever the mother, <laughs> whatever the mother's name is, I don't know what. The actress's name, is, but saying she was little so actress. Good. Stop, saying little <laughs> Stop, actress. <laughs> <laughs> Stop saying that. It's a joke you, that keeps on giving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, mm-hmm. that's a good, that's a great burning desire because I I suffer from the same it's a, disorder. It's a predicament every time. It's so, a multi show sclerosis phobia. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh <laughs> He's smart. Um cool. Well should we should we get into Planet of the Apes here? Let's do it. It's oh, called war? war for the it's, Planet it's, of the Apes. It's Dawn, then Rise, then War. Oh no. no way. wait. Rise, is it Rise then Dawn rise, then, rise, then, then, then War? Dawn. Or is it War then? Is it War then Rise and then Dawn of Okay, so uh War for the Planet of the Apes. How do you want to attack this? Um maybe I'll give a little bit of background information. That sounds good. On uh I I mean, we won't spend too much time on the the two previous movies because we want to get to it, um, but I really liked Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I thought that um, the evolution Franco. Of Franco. He is just a killer. Jimmy Jimmy F. Um, no, I, I really like that movie. James Franco is not the best part of it at all. It's Andy Serkis as Caesar. And I remember we went to that movie together, and I remember thinking... Um, well this will probably be like a cool, you know, blockbuster or whatever. Mm-hmm. James Frank goes in it, I'm sure it'll be a fun movie. And about, you know, like a half hour in, you start thinking to yourself, Oh, like the ape is the main character. That's yeah. like the point of this movie is watching yeah. this character. And so that that blew me away and I really, really, really liked Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I I really enjoyed it and for what it was, I loved it. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, um, the beginning, the first hour of that movie is unbelievable to me. I yeah. love it. I think it's just such a such a good, it almost feels like documentary-esque of something that could happen, you know, yeah. if that situation were to occur, um, you know, when the apes first – when the humans first discover the apes, and when the apes first, you know, go and threaten the humans, pretty much, it's just such a cool moment, and it's so it seems so epic and awesome. Um, and it kind of falls off a little bit near the end. I just didn't, I didn't enjoy the the third act of that movie as much as, the as Coba I thought I would. Act. Yeah, the cobra it just turned into kind of, and I don't know exactly what it is wrong with it. I'm not saying that there is anything really wrong with it. It's just I just didn't enjoy the second half as much as I enjoyed the first half. It just didn't, it didn't keep. Rising, uh, hey! Uh, uh, but it just dawned on me that I just uh, like, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're in a war now for puns. <laughs> hey, no, no. Uh, but yeah, it just it just didn't follow up that well. In I the agree, second. but it's still a really good movie. I still really enjoy that movie. I agree. I, I'd say Rise was it's a great movie. Mm. Franco, I thought he was tremendous. Deserved an Oscar. Kind of got robbed yeah. that year. Yeah, um, totally. But yeah, I, I thought it was a great movie you would never really seen anything like that, besides Gollum, Lord of the Rings, and it's always seems to be always uh, always seems to be Andy Serkis, which is amazing. Well, he's he's actually like at the forefront of that motion capture technology, which isn't mocap. Yeah, mocap, which isn't actually just the motion of your body, but they also put stuff on your face that really like analyzes the movements of your, of like your entire facial structure. And so Mm -hmm. it can really tell the emotions that are going on behind that. Um, and one, one little, one little observation I've made, sorry, this is just kind of cutting in, but, uh, row one, (laughs) uh, Tarkin, there was no actor behind that. Oh, Uh, that was all just CGI. It was complete CGI animation. So a reason maybe when you watch films like that or Tron, um, there's, there's, There's not the technology quite yet to really get the emotion behind like the movements in the mouth, and the movements in the eyes. But when you have Andy Serkis there and you have the technology right on his face, all over it, I think Tron they probably had Jeff Bridges doing something that's just a little bit older, a little bit (coughs) dated. Um, But yeah, it's just the technology is not quite there for complete self. CGI yet Mm -hmm. Um, that's what separates this movie from that because Mm -hmm. when you have a a real actor like Andy Serkis behind it man the emotion yeah I know it comes off outrageous comes off so well and Andy Serkis he did Gollum and Lord of the Rings and then he did King Kong and the Peter Jackson King Kong um, and he did motion capture for both of those, and then I think it was shortly after King Kong that he started up his own motion motion capture company, and so that's like kind of what he did because he was just at the forefront of that technology. And they ended up that's how he came to do Rise of the Planet of the Apes, is that they used his company and used him oh. as the actor to do it. Um, so it's kind of it's an interesting interesting evolution of uh, that company and, yeah. and the circus as an actor and how he came to be in these films. Um, but anyway, I, I I love the first two. I thought that they were both awesome. Man. Yeah, they're a refreshing, refreshing uh, start to a trilogy for yeah. sure. Um, out, out of all the remakes that are happening, it was nice to see one that was one that's that that was that was good. But it was also fresh. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like it's an origin story of Caesar, which is basically you know the only thing that they talk about in the, the original Planet of the Apes is that Caesar is the first ape, and so it's like yeah. you know he's just kind of like the head of their. Uh, society and the head of their religion blah 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 but you don't really know anything about Caesar and it's cool to see him uh, it's cool to see his start and his origin story and you see him as a little baby him. yeah it's true you know little, little baby little baby Caesar they coming here are they coming to get us <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you tell <laughs> somebody <laughs> oh my god oh, we gotta go cops cops um, yeah well but yeah that's, that's basically my feelings on it First, first one was excellent Sorry, I wanted to make a bad boys reference, really bad, but I'm just. Gonna, well, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't. You but I just did it. now. So, oh, who knew it? You blew it. What you want? What you want to do? There you go. Anyway, all right, Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes. That's enough talk about the uh, the originals. Yeah. This also, is this is gonna be this is gonna be such a like, contentious talk. This is. I can already tell because we do feel differently about this movie. Yeah, this is prob- probably the first podcast that we've had that we have different emotions for this movie i'll just come right out and say it i loved the movie thought it was incredible i don't think dave loved it nearly as much as i did no no we're definitely on uh different different planes opposite ends of the spectrum so i just want to get out of the way you're a jerk dude (laughs) (laughs) and i don't even like this podcast anymore because you don't feel how i feel (laughs) i'm probably wrong on it like I didn't love it. Like, it's fine. It's a good movie. Do um, you want me to go into why I didn't like it? Uh, what do you want first? The, the good news and bad news. It was mostly bad news. Uh, well, Tell just, me like, the bad news in, the in most good way. <laughs> it's just that the story was so bad, you know? Just such a bad story for such an awesome movie. What are village. you, crazy?! <laughs> Uh, no, I okay, okay. That's so terrible news in the most general sense, because I don't want to go into too many spoilers if anyway we can wait to get into that, but um I thought that the acting was incredible. I thought that the music was awesome, um the cinematography was beautiful, uh there was so much in this movie. Everything everything was good. Every single element of this movie was good. I hated the story. Wow that's 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 it which leads me to my next question why <laughs> <laughs> okay well so well tell me what you liked about the movie like, uh so, i don't want to jump into the storyline see basically you just named you named everything that you liked which i liked as well um i thought the music actually had would take it a step further than awesome i thought it was spectacular I thought that i don't know who did the music oh you're gonna love it buddy it's Ew. the guy. The guy that we were just ripping on last week. It's Giacchino? It is. Oh, no way. Yeah. That makes me feel... That's terrible news. <laughs> no, I read that and I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, boy. Is well, I would say, like, i Giacchino. No, because I'm happy. I'm very... Well, i always maybe, rooting maybe for him. Maybe you give him some freedom, right? He, he played on a lot of the... It seemed like original soundtrack. Very tribal very drum-based at times. Very like rhythm-led, rhythm, um, mm-hmm. rhythm led, uh, which I loved. And then, I don't know, just the score in general. There was an overall theme to the movie. There was this theme that kept coming in. I can't remember it so I can sing it, but um, there was this theme to the movie. I don't remember that being in Rise or Dawn. It was. It was. I didn't remember that just because of I, I actually didn't re-watch these movies before. Before well, are you sport. talking about like the big, the big swelling music that comes up at the end when it's like, bah, no, bah. oh, like this. just like them riding on the beach. Okay. No, that was new. Yeah. That was new. So like yeah. all that, all those little themes throughout the movie I was obsessed with. Um, and yeah, I really, I enjoyed the cinematography. It was beautiful. I love how it takes place in what Washington or somewhere is it? It's Northern California, Northern California. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I love that area. And then you know the snow element to the whole thing was awesome. Uh, so yeah, the cinematography, the music, the acting was outrageous. And I maybe I'm just a simpleton, but I loved the story. I thought it was so great. I'll get into that. I just mainly I just loved how it connected the dots so much for me because I I'm not I haven't seen the the original Planet of the Apes films for so long, but from what I know about them uh it connected the dots in just a brilliant way mm-hmm. I was just like oh so that's how that happened mm-hmm. and then later on in the story oh so that's how that happened you know and mm-hmm. then just the resolve which we'll talk about I can understand why you might hate it but uh thought it was it was good enough for me that's okay and that's well that's where I'm at though is that it's not like I hate the story it's just I had something different in my head, and I don't think I'm wrong, you know? I don't think that I'm right, necessarily, but I don't think I'm wrong, you know? That's what I like about it. (laughs) Is it the best idea we have? No! (laughs) I think that's what I like about it. Mystery man, Greg Kinnear. Yep. Um, But it's just, it's not what I expected, and we can get get into it more specifically in a little bit, Um, but... What, what happens at the beginning of the movie is it starts out and Caesar has been leading kind of a rebellion against, uh, this organization, uh, or this military unit that is fighting against the apes, uh, for about two years and kind of been fighting a guerrilla war, <laughs> ah! but, um, but he's indulging in guerrilla warfare against the, uh, against the humans. And, um, what, you know, the, uh, big skirmish happens at the beginning which was unbelievable. I loved that battle. I was it about was to bring that so up. awesome. The like, opening the opening scene to this movie it just it puts you right into a battle and it, it seems like it's almost like a just like a battalion some just like kind of like surveying the woods going through they're looking for the base but I don't think they fully expected it to go into like an all out combat. Yeah, it was like one war, small unit. Model. There was probably only like 15 20 yeah, guys. Yeah, 15 20 there. guys. So at first they attack, and it seems like they're just going to demolish these apes. But then the apes kind of come with their full brute force, and you're like, geez. Yeah. Just so much power. They, yeah. they They crush them. Yeah. You know? And it is the coolest scene. Like, just the way they did it, the opening of that movie, the music, everything. That's when I looked at Leanna, and I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this might be this pretty really good. good yeah this might be pretty good so yeah yeah good start for sure yeah no it was a great start you know and then it goes back and shows kind of the uh, the dynamics at home and stuff and caesar has his younger son cornelius which is a main character in the original Planet of the apes i can't remember exactly oh really uh, yeah yeah adorable little oh baby just adorable ab. yeah loved that i wish i had him yeah yeah you know what's another thing though and I know we've been joking around about the sexism bit, but I think that there is some sexism within the Planet of the Apes movies. Because does Caesar's wife have any lines? Not really. Never did. Not in no. Dawn. And and in this movie, Lake, who is pretty much uh, his other son. I can't remember the other son. His son's, like, like kind of girlfriend, but then the yeah. son dies. Spoiler. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, spoiler. We're just gonna get into anything else. So uh, that's our general thoughts. Anything else from here? We're on getting into, into some, some spoiled some spoiled spoiled eggs. Some spoiled ape. Spoiled some monkey meat. Spoiled apes. apes. <laughs> 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 some spoiled monkey meat. Uh, okay. The uh, Jones Kirk, or Temple of Doom. Um, okay. But I I that that was a thought that I had. I was like, why do they not have any like female apes that play a larger role? They in really don't. Movies? Also in the uh, just on like the enemy front within the, the the army and, you know, all that. There's really not many women. There's a few women. Yeah, but they don't have any like lines. Yeah, very male dominated movie. It is. That's not something that like completely occurred to me yesterday. I know. That, but now that you think about, it, I know that, I thought about sure. that during Dawn. Is that there's not like a female ape that has any contribution to the storyline. Very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That's strange. Now that you, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just like really. Pouring over it in my mind. Anyway, um, but yeah, you know, you get to see the family dynamics that are going on. It looks like Caesar has a happy little family, all that stuff. I really liked, you know, the moment. In the Mom and pop, and see, nine yeah. to five. Yeah, seems you know, like they got a good, a good, cute little life, and it's nice to see. Dinners at six. Yeah, you know. Yeah, be home for supper behind the waterfall, um, and that's when you kind of hear the stories about the colonel, you know, Woody Harrelson, whatever his name is. Um, that he's just, like, this awesome, awesome leader. And His name is just The Colonel. I'm looking at it on IMDb right now. He actually just doesn't have a name. That's, he's just The Colonel. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty awesome. It's a popcorn flick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but and I, I like that how, you know, in, the, in Rise and Dawn, nobody competes with Caesar as a leader. Yeah. Nobody competes because he's yeah. just so awesome. Yeah. And in this movie... Woody Harrelson as the Colonel was pretty awesome. He was, and he was pretty. He was pretty great. I really liked that character. Um, I honestly wanted more, though. I I I wanted. wanted I wanted a lot more from that character because you don't really get the scene where there's any dialogue between the Colonel and Caesar until about an hour in. Um, Which which brings you to think, though, that like you said in Rise, this is a story about Caesar. And yeah, so you go yeah. into the movie thinking, "Well, there's probably going to be quite a bit of Woody Harrelson," and then you get in the movie and you're like, "Oh yeah, this is completely about this ape." Yeah, yeah, you know, it's totally one hundred percent following him. Yeah. So yeah. when he sees the colonel, you see the colonel. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, it's always it's always from Caesar's perspective, which is which is a good way to go. Uh huh. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah, the the colonel, the first scene when he shoots. So spoiler, if you haven't seen it, stop. Um, but he shoots Caesar's wife and his oldest son, uh, and they both die. And Caesar freaks out and tries to follow him up, and the colonel like cuts him off that cord. Which I thought was that was sick. sweet scene because you're like, this dude just dominated Nate. That was tight. He did, you know? Yeah. Caesar jumps on the wire like, oh, I can probably climb up and get him. And Woody Harrelson's just like, yeah, I have a knife. I can just cut. Yeah, I just cut the wire. Just cut the rope. Bye yeah. bye. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, great scene, great scene. So I, I love that. I thought, th- and that's in this entire first hour, I'm in. I'm loving it. I'm totally enjoying this movie, having a great time. Well, that's enough. Well, we talked about in Spider Man Homecoming, right? Michael Keaton not sure about his motives, right? I mm-hmm. wasn't sure about the setup for his motives. Caesar in this, his wife and son die. Mm-hmm. So you're like, all right, like, Fair game for him to just go crazy. No. Yeah. No, okay. it makes sense. It <laughs> makes know. sense. Yeah. Good banker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, after, but after that, you know, uh, Caesar, the, everybody else goes to a, um, they're supposedly going to their new home yeah. and Caesar wants vengeance. And so him and Maurice and then Rocket, I think is the other yeah. name of the ape. And then whatever the big gorilla's name is. But those four decide to go try to get some vengeance on Woody Harrelson or the colonel. And and that's the point where the movie started derailing a little bit. Um, they discover a little girl, and that's like the biggest part. That's the biggest part of the story. Um, and I love this. I love this element of the story. Uh, because in the original Planet of the Apes, uh, you have a complete uh, flip of culture and... Role reversal between uh-huh. humans and apes. Apes are basically the humans, and humans don't talk. Humans they're have become, very, you know, primal. Yeah, yeah and, they're very primitive. Yeah, and and that's just the roles have switched. Mm-hmm. You know, apes mm-hmm. are the dominant species mm-hmm. on whatever planet this is. I love that how in Planet of the Apes you're like, is this Earth? In the original, yeah, yeah, no, it's and incredible. then you know, yeah. oh, I love that, yeah. Um, but so they, you know, they explain that the, whatever, whatever, uh, disease everybody got from the X er, simian, the simian flu Simeon? is called, but I can't remember whatever it was. Um, but that basically has evolved into some disease that makes people stop being able to talk and kind of dumbs their brain down. So they become more primitive in nature. And so you find a girl that's mute and you're kind of like, what's up with her? And then you find out later that this colonel. Uh, basically killed his own son and started uh, executing all the people within their group that were showing uh, the signs of that. that, Yeah, showing any signs of that disease. So that it couldn't spread. Yeah, so that it couldn't spread, which is totally viable. Yeah. You know, if that were happening, it's like preserve. What are human you going to do? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, lo- I love the element of that disease, uh, taking, take, you know, jumping to a whole new level and then explaining why humans, uh, were so devolved. Um, <clears throat> but I don't, I don't think I necessarily needed that explanation. It's kind of one of those things where this is 10 or 15 years after society has broken down so much. And, I'll just tell you right now that the original Planet of the Apes supposedly took place in 3955. So 2,000 years after, you know, around 2,000 years after, you know, present day. uh, I don't need that much explanation for why human civilization has broken down so much, to be honest. You know, if humans died out, I could see in 2,000 years them just slowly becoming more and more primitive. It works for me. But I liked it. I I actually kind of disagree with that. I think that 2,000 years... I mean, I know, you know, how de-evolution would work with that. Um, you know, that maybe they would just get dumber and dumber. But I don't... I can't see the human mind actually doing that. Um, even if they're locked in cages and treated poorly. I, I can't see... like. The explanation for me, and like I said earlier, you know, I didn't I didn't realize it was 2,000 years in the future. But that explanation for me, maybe as just like your original old-fashioned moviegoer, was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, that's how that works. Um, so for me, I kind of needed it. But I, I understand where you're coming from because it's something that happened in the Star Wars prequels with midichlorians. Kind of a funny, you know. Sorry, that's a kind of a funny reference, yeah. but you know, you didn't need the force to be described. The force is a magical thing. You bring in MIDI chlorines, you're like, okay, there's a yeah, science behind yeah. it. So I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, but in this case, for me, it worked. Yeah, no, I think it worked. I think it was a good, I think it was a good call as far as storytelling goes. Um, I'm, I'm just, it, it, you know. I thought, I thought it was interesting. I didn't necessarily, like, have to have that in there. I'm yeah. glad it was, though. I thought, okay. it was, I thought it was good. I didn't need that explained that much to me, really. Um, but do you, do you want me to just get into my main, wh- yeah. what I really didn't like about this movie? Okay, Absolutely. so one and two awesome flicks, Caesar, Great Rise, you know. Gets them, gets out of the city. Starts their own little, you know, little culture, living in the living in the trees. And the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, they overrun that one group of humans, and you're like, man, that was sick. That was tight. You know, it was awesome. And so this one's called War for the Planet of the Apes. And in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, we get to see Caesar running. Series of battles, fighting a war against Woody Harrelson, a colonel, and the humans. Like, the apes did not start this war, but we'll finish it. That's what I wanted. I wanted to see the apes finish the freaking war. I wanted to see something cool happen. And it ends up being more of a story about all of the apes getting taken prisoner. Um, they get just absolutely dominated by the humans. You have pretty much the bridge over the river Kauai, except on you know, with apes. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it's basically just, it's like an hour of Caesar and that entire group of apes just sitting in a prison and, you know, doing the great escape, you know, shaking the sand out of their, their pants and doing all that stuff. And it's like, Uh, you know know what I mean though? I I didn't expect to see a prison, a prison break movie. I wanted to see a freaking cool apes battling humans for two hours. I mean, I didn't, I don't need it to be a mindless action movie, but I wanted to see, it's just not what I was expecting, and it was disappointing. And then oh. about two hours into it, I realized that was the movie. We're not going to get like the big payoff here. And I know that they did that huge battle at the end of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and that was pretty cool. But um, I don't know. I wanted to, I wanted to see the, that that first scene was so cool. I wanted to see that on a, on a larger scale, or, or see see the apes um, really really take form and, u- and utilize their intelligence. You know, I would say that. When it comes to this movie, you could picture it going like that, but if I picture a series of battles between these apes and the humans, especially these humans, because they're so just insane, um, the apes would lose. 100%. Yeah. Apes would lose every single time, and I'm more so now on the other end of it, picturing it as, like you talked about earlier, Caesar is kind of a deity. For these things, right? On this planet of the apes. That's why. Because he saved them. You know? Like, they would have gotten demolished. No doubt. The apes don't have the power to beat humans. Like, they don't have the firepower. They don't have the numbers. um, They lose. And so, basically, Caesar makes the ultimate sacrifice for them to live and be free. You know? So, I think that's a pretty... I don't know. Now that I'm looking at it like that, it's just kind of like a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not. <laughs> it's, it's just not what I wanted. Like I know. And, uh, I'm, and I'm not saying this is a bad movie in any way. Like, it's highly entertaining. Yeah. It's just as the third part of this trilogy, I just- You ex- wanted more? I expected different. I didn't expect- even if they had the whole being stuck in prison or being stuck in the, you know, the human camp for an uh, extended period of time, I thought that would be 20, good. 30 minutes as opposed to. As, as opposed to the whole second hour of the movie. And then the. And so what essentially happens is that uh, a group of humans from the north is coming and Caesar's talking to Woody Harrelson and he's like, they're not coming to kill us, they're coming to kill you. Because you have deviated from the plan and started killing off humans to kind of cut this disease off at the head, Mm -hmm. which is a great idea. You Mm -hmm. know, it puts, it puts these like, he's a brilliant man. No, it's true. He's a psycho, but he's brilliant. We're going into multiple conversations here. Let's, let's talk about the motivations of Woody Harrelson for a second. Okay. Because I do totally support what he did. Yeah. Like that sounds horrible, but I love seeing a character that gets put in charge At a very crucial moment in history. And his thing is, this is going to be the end of the human race if we don't stop this thing. Yeah, And so, and and I just thought that was, I thought that was so interesting. Because that's not, that's a decision that a lot of people like, it'd be, you know, who knows what would happen if that happened. There was a weird religious element to it as well. When he said, I sacrificed my son to save the earth I was like whoa you guys went there with this script you know like yeah yeah no that's that's a good point too yeah I I just I really liked Woody Harrelson's character and I thought that I thought that he was he was pretty awesome because it it's it's a motivation for a bad for a bad guy because all the things that he's doing just seem terrible you know he seems like a terrible guy but at the same time you totally understand every single action. You understand his motives. Every single thing he does, you get it. It's understandable. Yeah. Um, so I really liked his character. Um, uh, yeah, I think that most of my complaints with this movie are just, and I, I, I'm not saying it was a bad uh, escape from a war camp. You know, it was yeah. a cool escape. It was pretty sweet. It I wasn't a think. bad Apes Shawshank. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. true. It seriously, it seriously was. Also, I just had a hard time believing a lot of the stuff too though. Like when they throw the monkey poop at the guy and it hits his face and then he goes down there and just closes the door behind him and goes and stands in the middle of all the apes. I'm like, is there nobody else on guard right now? That Are happened you a the- few times. Even when the little girl was running back and forth, you're like, you guys have people watching these things like yeah, thoroughly and through the night, yeah. right? Yeah. And a, a I, lot of people, you know, you could try to explain that away and be like, well, nobody knows it. they're in a movie when they're in a movie. And it's like, no, <laughs> this, is, this is the uh, end of, like, this is like Armageddon type stuff. Yeah. Human race is on You got to watch head. these monkeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Human race is on its last breath. You got to keep an eye on the yeah. whole group of you monkeys. You got to keep an <laughs> eye on that leader there. <laughs> yeah, you really got to keep your eye out, guys. So, uh, yeah, I was... I I was very – I I didn't believe a lot of that stuff. I I didn't buy it. I can understand that, and I can – under like, I'm right there with you. And there's quite a bit – there's one thing at the end. I don't even know if we want to talk about the end of it yet, but um, yeah, there's a few things that were a little, I don't know, tarnishing for me. I was like, ah, darn it, but overall – you know, and, and you talk about your expectation, your expectations for this movie. I went into it with no sort of expectation. Like, I wasn't planning on seeing this movie yesterday for sure. I was planning on seeing it sometime next week. I was thinking maybe I'd watch the other ones, get ready for it. And then, you know, side note, we've been on a family trip here, um, just doing a bunch of other stuff. So I just haven't even thought about this movie very much. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're going to war for the Planet of the Apes. And I was like, nice. And so I went into it with just like no kind of, like I didn't even think about that, that it's supposed to be like the resolve, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. the big war for the Planet of the Apes. I was like, nice. I'm just going in to see another Planet of the Apes film. And what I, what I saw was just pleasantly very, very surprising. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the rewatch value is going to be crazy for me. I think I'll want to watch this trilogy here and there for sure. But uh, you know it's not gonna be, you know, one of those. But I, I love the movie. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at with it, at least. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, there it's a good movie, but I get your expectations for it. I get where you're coming from you have a, a that, higher bar for it that's that's my entire thing is that and, and i'm completely criticizing and offering no valuable insight to it and i understand that <laughs> you no <know>, i understand <laughs> you know it's like i'm totally just judging this movie and i don't know what the right answer is but i know that that i this just wasn't the best version of what i thought would happen yeah um but it's the third movie of the trilogy and uh it's kind of one of those things with you know as far like the alien idea like with alien covenant where it's like This is what you came up with? That's what you got? Yeah. I think we can do a little better than this, guys. I think we could have came up with something better here. Um, I don't know whose idea it was to do the whole prison camp for the entire second half of the movie. Who wrote it? Uh, I don't know. Mark Baumbach. Yeah, Matt Reeves and Rick. Something. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, it's fine. It's it's a good movie it's a cool it's a cool end to the trilogy it's just not what i expected um but as far as as far as woody harrelson's character so great dude great leader the whole time i did love how he pointed out a bunch of historical uh like historical leaders that were so awesome Custer. and then he put himself into that line you know uh yeah he said like custer's sitting Bull. i think he said like uh, julius caesar you don't or, read much do you or whatever he said. That was, yeah, yeah, that was kind of funny thinking about, you know. That exchange was really well done. No, yeah. It was, Caesar and the Colonel, that whole thing. Too was, emotional. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah, yeah. I really Ooh, enjoyed it. Ooh, I loved that. I just wanted that the whole movie, you know? I yeah. I wanted. And I was thinking that Caesar was going to get, like, apprehended and taken captive, and then the apes would band together to free him or something, you know? And, yeah. You know, I could see that being a cool storyline. Um, but. The little girl has a doll and she's mute and she's, you know, gone back to a primitive form of a brain or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and so she has that disease and she has that little doll and she gives it to Caesar in the cage. And then the colonel picks up that doll and everybody's like, where's the colonel the next morning? You yeah. know? And this whole battle starts happening. All the people from the north start coming and they launch an all out uh, battle against the guys in the camp. Which is just insane. Like the, yeah, that just, was crazy. The cinematography behind that, when Caesar's like jumping, he's like jumping onto a ledge and there's a helicopter spinning behind him, mm-hmm. nailing a cliffside. You're like, jeez, it's mm-hmm. such a huge army. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, it was big awesome. scale. Yeah, yeah. No, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I did really like the fact that the, the colonel ended up getting sick and getting that disease. That's what I was going to ask and, you about. How did you yeah, feel about I that? I really liked that. I really, really, really liked that. I thought that was awesome. You didn't kind of want a bigger fight though between those two? I th- no, I didn't. Well, I mean you did, but then when that happened, it's a smart idea. I was like, "Oh, that's awesome. It's a smart- for the, for the story, for the story's sake, that was tight." Like, it was, that was, yeah, tough. that was a well-written part. Because yeah. you always see the big climactic battle between the two giant forces and then the good guy wins and you're like, "Nice, the good guy won." But in this case, it's like, "Dang, the bad guy just yeah, he, <laughs> he caught did. caught it, caught the flu. <laughs> he got, got a really bad flu, and now he can't talk. He has to stay in bed, and, and then shot himself. And I like how shoots he shoots himself in the eye. Yeah, he like puts it up against his cheek, and like oh, I um, and I did really like how. The whole story is, you know, a, a lot of the a lot of the movie Caesar is constantly comparing himself to Koba. Am yeah. I better than Koba? I'm no better than Koba. I just want revenge for what humans have done to me now, blah, blah blah. Yeah. And so at the end, at the end of the day, Caesar does have the opportunity to shoot the colonel and instead he gives the colonel the gun and says, "You go ahead and shoot. You colonel, go ahead and shoot, shoot yourself." You and um so I thought I everybody thought, the, thought everybody in the theater that we were with at least was just thinking he was faking Or <laughs> we sitting there everybody in the theater is like don't give him back the gun don't, don't give him that give gun him buddy gun. it's gonna be bad it was kind of in my mind but at the same time I was like I don't think he's faking like mm-hmm. I think this is a I think he caught the thing like, yeah he caught the the stomach bug but then what if he <laughs> We had too many chili burgers. Wrong, yeah. Oh, gosh. Colonel had a bad chili burger. <laughs> uh, colonel can't come out tonight. He has too many chili uh, burgers. Colonel can't fight today. He had that bad chili burger from last night. <laughs> lunch lady made chili burgers. <laughs> the lunch lady? Lunch lady <laughs> made some bad chili burgers last night. We'll have to fight tomorrow. Can you imagine being in this, like, you know, post-apocalyptic society? Everybody's, like, gearing up for this huge war against the people from the north, and your job is still, you're just, like, you're just the cook. You're just the lunch lady. <laughs> <laughs> Such a sweetheart, too. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, I love her. <laughs> hey there, Helga. She's like, oh, hey, guys. Hey, hey guys. Anyway. Um... And anywho, I I did really like I did really like that storyline and how he died. Um, and that that brings that brings up so the people from the north come and they basically all just wipe each other out. And Caesar Caesar plays a heavy hand in that. Um, I just didn't like at the end of the day how well you could you could see it as Caesar blew up that huge tank of, was it propane or gas? Yeah, you, two you, of them. Yeah, exploded. he blows that up, which pretty much just... Dude, can I, so right before this happens, I don't know if you want to talk about your favorite scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. My absolute favorite scene in the movie, that just, it gave me chills, was you knew that that donkey character, you knew that he was going to become a good ape mm-hmm. at some point, right? You knew there was going to be some sort of resolve. And I've never seen this in a movie before, because I was talking about this yesterday, Because you can't do this with humans, and maybe you can, but like, so Donkey becomes a good guy, and he blows this dude up with a grenade launcher, first of all, which was so sick. You're like, dang, this dude just gets blown up. And then, as soon as he does that, he saves Caesar, Caesar gets the grenade off, you know, saves the day, but then it just shows in the background a gun being put to Donkey's head and just getting tapped, executed immediately, just complete sacrifice. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, that is... You can't go there. I feel like you don't do that with humans, like, in movies. You can't just, like, have this guy save the day and then just in the background have a gun to his head and he just gets his brains blown out. And it's just kind of like a side thing. Like, I was just... I was blown away by that. It yeah. really... I thought it was so cool. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally... I, I really enjoyed that. Like, that was a sick scene. That was, that was awesome. I love the way that dude self-sacrificed. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed a lot of the ending Um, I don't know I just wanted the apes to be more responsible for any of it but at the end of the day it does it does come off as a good tale of it comes off as a good tale of you know apes being able to survive what humanity has done to itself and I think that that's what I think that's what the movie's about at the end of the day and I think that that's a good point to make. Um, it just wasn't entirely what I expected, and I think there could have been a better way to do it. Um, but if you want to make the point that apes simply just survived what humanity had done to itself and humanity basically nixed itself off the map, then I'm down with that. Like It's cool. It's a cool idea. And Caesar save. And Caesar saved the apes from annihilation because yeah, they so could have very they well get been the wiped out with that too. Um, also, another point to make though is, funny enough, Steve Zahn plays bad ape, bad oh, yeah. character. Who he was great. I he thought provided he provided great. great comic relief. In yeah, this he movie. was he was pretty funny. He was pretty good. Um, but does that mean that the simian flu is something that the humans catch and the apes catch? as well. You know, I didn't understand that as well cuz he says he comes from another zoo and so how does he carry the smart ape thing? Yeah, yeah, why why is he more intelligent when he had nothing to do cuz I was thinking that that was just a like a very localized and uh, you know, selective thing. incident yeah. with within those apes and so that whatever happens in the crew. next 2000 years will be simply just from them. Yeah. But are we saying that there's going to be zoos all over the American continent that are all gonna you know they're gonna slowly that's what I was thinking is like maybe they'll slowly march their way because the original planet of the apes that would have been a great great plot though I know that's that's what I'm saying like a massive army war for the planet of the apes could have taken place more than two years later you got a freaking huge army of apes versus whatever humans are left I don't know it could have been cool but it's a good call yeah really good call that's what I'm saying um, but it, yeah, it's like, are all the apes smart now? Are they all intelligent? Because basically the, the virus was somewhat airborne or had I didn't spread. understand that. Yeah. I didn't get really. it either. Also, if it is just a localized thing, one thing I thought of at the beginning is, uh, there is a lot of apes in that colony that Caesar has. And it said it had been 15 years. So there must've been a lot of breeding. Apes mature rather quickly, too. Really? So uh, I don't know what the... I don't know how long ten, pregnancy like 12 lasts. 10, um, Yeah, because I think Caesar was basically full grown. Mm. I don't know. Christmas was <laughs> canceled. No presents for anyone. Um, Christmas. Simpsons Christmas special. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's more like five or seven years, I think, that they get to like full maturity. Yeah. Yeah. So... So you could see, maybe after have to pop them out pretty quick. They're monkeying around up there, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for <laughs> and sure. And it's driving their neighbor's bananas. But yeah, so. A bunch uh, of swingers. <laughs> 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 driving bananas. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> There's so many more The thing about ones. me and Dave is, as soon as somebody starts a pun... War—it's like a war for the planet of the puns. It's <laughs> true. You know? It's true. Yeah, Need him to start going. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Now I'm just curious, George over here. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I liked I liked a lot of those references too. You know, like King Kong is killed or yeah, or like King Kong is down. Ape apocalypse now. Yeah, That's ape cool. Apocalypse now. That was good. Um, but yeah, so as far as I think I think we've done a pretty good job of breaking this movie down. But as far as as uh bringing it back to the original planet of the apes um that that's just where i'm curious is how you how you connect the dots um where where did they go were they did they move somewhere farther north or did they go somewhere i think they probably went somewhere somewhere farther east maybe like southeast getting into like i don't know nevada that's kind of what it looked like it looked like Somewhere in the desert, with like an oasis. I mean, oasis. also you know, uh, California has you know a lot of different Palm Springs area, all mm-hmm. those different kinds of types of inland red rock
1: mm-hmm.
0: areas. So mm-hmm. somewhere in there, yeah, I, mean, I it just... would be a long ride though. Wherever to get from a to get from San Francisco ish area to like a desert area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and then another question that I have is that the original Planet of the Apes takes place in New York. Does it really? Well, yeah, because he sees the the Statue of Liberty. And that's why he's like, you know, like, you've done it to yourselves. What does he say? Like, I don't know. Gosh, we can't remember the classic line from Planet of the Apes. I think he says, damn you. You... No, well, he says, get your hands off me, you dang dirty ape. Yeah. But he says something at the end, like, uh, we did it to ourselves, dang you, blah, blah. blah. I can't remember. It's a good don't line. Why it's good we... line. Yeah. Um, but, so how do, they, how do they get there? But in 2,000 years, you can explain that. So Yeah, 2,000 yeah, years. That, it makes sense that they can they get there. They make the hike. Yeah, they can make the hike. It could be a Europe. different tribe, too, and word is just carried of Caesar. Well, that's one so way, yeah. It's like... Cornelius maybe went all the way over there, but is he 2,000 years old? Yeah, how does, that, how does the... Uh... Maybe it's just a reference. It's probably just a reference to the old one. I wonder how the society is going to structure itself after this. I I want them to to make another. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see freaking monarchy, man. Yeah, let's see Cornelius be in charge, like you know, the son of Caesar doing all his stuff. You could you could pump these movies out all day. Yeah. Don't end this at a trilogy. Like let's go let's go fifty years. There are so many more humans. Hundred years. There are so many more humans on this planet too. Yeah, still. exactly. There's still, Not everybody's like, dead. You've wiped out a large percentage of the population, but I think that there's still something like 5% of the population still left mm-hmm. on Earth. And you know what I was thinking is that if this virus has actually affected the apes in all parts of the world, like if it did become oh, airborne an and it got war. spread. But the, the original Planet of the Apes movie takes place in New York. So all we've seen is how this thing has affected the North American continent. Yeah. What's going on in Africa, man? Yeah, what's going on? There are a ton. That's, I mean, that's oh. where apes are. What's going on with the pandas? In 2,000 <laughs> years. Those are bears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Wait>. uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and what's going on with the koalas, too? Exactly are they smart got, now? I got so excited. just now. It's true, though. Oh, like, man. you know, you go down to uh, Costa Rica. There's monkeys down there. Yeah, in 2,000 years. What are years? they doing? It'd be very interesting to see. I'd love to see this. the different... Like, is it just apes or could like i don't know a little chimpanzees skill. It's got to be some sort of like documentary about this yeah about like we need like a fake like mockumentary or something not a mockumentary but you know, fake documentary fake documentary about on how the simian flu actually works and we like just what, need more explanation I, yeah. what's going on and i understand that they didn't put it in the movies that's fine yeah i want to see way later though i want to see the in-between stuff Put it 75 years in the future. Put it 500 years in the future. And you got 2,000 years to work with. You have 2,000 years. Yeah, because we, we can go back. Heck, further. and I have 40 more of my life, so. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so give me. And I've got at most 30. <laughs> <laughs> at most 30 left. I, um, I oh, never mind. Um, but yeah, no, I think that you could keep pumping these things out. But at the same time, you know the the planet of the Apes, the original, the apes haven't gotten that far. It's no. not like their technology is just that advanced. They're still using sticks and stones. I mean, they have zoos and they have, you know, they have, like, water pressure and stuff because they use hoses. So they have, you know, like, functioning running water. Um, but they probably just based that on the engineering of what the humans have kind of already set up for them. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing that I liked about the beginning of the movie is that the apes were using bows and arrows and spears and stuff. Yeah. I was like, sweet, okay. It's not like they just jacked all the humans' technology and yeah. jacked their guns They're and not stuff. Immediately Obviously, going some the of AK. them have guns, but, um, yeah, no, there's, gosh, there's a lot to talk about. I actually enjoy talking more about just like the idea of the Planet of the Apes and talking about yeah. this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand you on that because I am Definitely. so I'm just very interested in what in and really what cool happens concept. later. And so then that's where I get bogged down with this movie is that like you have so much that you can explore. You have so much that you can do with this freaking movie, and it's it's the Great Escape. Yeah, maybe it was budgetary. I don't know. Yeah, because if you look at maybe the budget that they were using for it, CGI and the mocap... This probably costs a lot. That costs a lot. The scenes that they did have war elements were executed really well. Yeah. You know? And so you gotta think, like, they just probably didn't have the budget to do anything else. Well, they could have done more. Mm -hmm. You know? But, um... Overall in my head, I came out of this movie loving it. That's when we came out of this movie together and this guy looks at me and he's like, to be honest, I I don't know. Yeah, I I was was very apprehensive to even say what I thought of it because I was still processing. I was shocked. Same with the other 95% of (laughs) people. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. We talked about this last week. You don't think this is a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. It's a good movie. No, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it was pretty good. It's not as good as it could have been. That's everybody sure. I've talked to thinks you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked to everybody about your opinion. Everybody and they all I know say that you are wrong. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've done a pretty good job breaking down the movie, right? No, yeah, we've done a good job breaking down the movie. Now I'm just kind of regretting. I wish we we should have saved more time for Planet of the Apes talk. Yeah, so we maybe we should watch the original and do some.
1: Yeah, I'd Just love to do, love to do an about, extra right. little that podcast is a great
0: movie. here in the future. We're going to start pumping out a lot, A lot more. Uh, there's there's a lot of different types of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe a, a cool Planet of the Apes backstory one sometime. We're definitely planning on doing a Spider Man trilogy. Yeah, um, yeah. Sam Raimi's. Um, Who's with Sam Raimi? Is that not Sam Raimi? <laughs> what? It's Raimi. What? It's Raimi. Raimi. Sorry, <laughs> Sam Raimi. Sam Raimer. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> Sam Reamer, I can't talk on my own for too long because yeah. I just say the wrong things. It's an interesting Thank thing being I in did. the same room with you for this. Though. It we'll is be honest, yeah. I feel like I my ideas flow more freely when I'm by myself. I'm like it's like I'm self conscious here or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'll cut that out. Shh. <laughs> I'm cutting this whole thing out I'm uh, gonna do a lot of editing on uh, this one uh, no okay well I'm gonna ask a standard question Danny and I'm curious actually you don't actually think this is better than School of Rock do you? it's not better no, than School okay. of Rock I was like come on who you do, do, do you think like I it? am? I don't know I, I wouldn't think that you would be more than School of Rock that's the thing put Jack Black in one of those mocap things you could have an Oscar Ned Shcher as the ape I love it I don't know we might be, we in might. the ancient in times, th- there was an ape who knew way, <laughs> and the legend was written on the stone, in his heart, he just <laughs> it. I know the song, I, I, I could do the whole thing, we'll too. do a special, do that sometime, Battle of the Bands, <laughs> the Bananas, or something, Battle of the Banana Bands, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's not as good as school rock, it's not as good as school rock, no way, absolutely not, but... It's an excellent movie. I liked it. It's pretty good. I loved it. I thought it was good. It's not as good as Guardians of the Galaxy. No oh, am yeah. too. No. So that's the only one so far. I liked it more than Alien Covenant. I liked it much more than Alien Covenant. and um, I'm not I'm not saying this is um, I liked it more than Spider-Man Homecoming. I think I might have too. Yeah. it was, it was just a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah I the, think it was just mainly the hey, music you, for me You know what Katie actually we should we should reference our sister Katie she said a great line because she felt the same about this movie that I did and she said it's not that I really liked that movie it's just that I really like the character Caesar and she was like she said I would watch a movie about Caesar going to Walmart <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's so true because yeah, you do Caesar's so awesome. I love him. A day in Caesar's life. Short film. Love it. Yeah. Anything. Anything involving Caesar would be great. But now he's dead. And now he's dead. Hey, we didn't actually reference that. I mean... Yeah, no. Okay, here's another thing, though. Yeah. Caesar, they get to that whatever spot at the end of the Uh movie, and he's bleeding from the bottom of the arm, and he's like, oh, I'm good. I'm gonna die. Yeah. And just passes out. And just die. And Marie starts crying, and then it ends with everybody looking at him. These are all apes, mind you. Um, But... How far was the how far was the journey? See, that's how long what I was have they been traveling? It, it it would have to be on foot a solid two week, yeah three week. It's like the way that that movie ends. They had to it had to have been like a day trip or something. Yeah, for him to not say, "Hey guys, I'm bleeding out really bad from the arm." Like, why wouldn't you but say they, something? They make they make all of them extremely uh, well. They make all of them like that. In, in the first one in Rise, the Redwoods, how they just go from the Redwoods, like, straight to San Francisco. Oh, yeah, I know. It's like a three-hour trip in a car. Yeah, in a car. Like, it would take so long. Yeah. But they just make it so it's, like, just right there. Just yeah. right over the hill is the Redwoods. Well, and James Frankel literally says that. I know this greats play right across the bridge. Yeah, right across right. the bridge. And then you drive for another three hours Then three that. hours. It's going to be a long trip. <laughs> I think it's something like two or three hours yeah. from San Francisco. But So, yeah, um... Yeah, as far as explanation for that kind of stuff. I just, I just didn't see the need for Caesar to die. I was like, if you're going to kill that guy off, like, kill him in a better way. Yeah, do it in a cooler way. It's like he just didn't tell anybody that he was bleeding out? Died from exhaustion? I guess. What the heck? I don't know, David. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I will go out there and say the death was dumb. The death was, that was dumb. Death was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll say it. We can all agree? If you're listening to this and you don't think that Caesar's death was dumb, but it was sad, wasn't it? I teared up. Did you tear up? No, because I thought it was so stupid. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no heart. Um. Yeah, but yeah, that's a. It was. I liked how they got to the desert though, and and uh, all that. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, I did too. It. it was, it was, a, it was a cute ending. Anyway. It was cute. It was a cute, cute. ending. Um, cool. Okay. Well, I guess we'll wrap her up there. Yeah. Call her good. Good talk. I recommend it. I'd say it's probably been a good, good watch in theaters. Yeah. But it's not as good as school rocks. So. Social media. Shout out. Professor uh, underscore Jones on Twitter. Professor Podcast on Instagram. We have Professor Jones on Facebook. Professor Jones on SoundCloud. Website still under construction. Um. And, yeah, a little shout-out to Michael Scorbin every single time, Michael Corson, for the amazing intro and outro that we have. And uh, another huge shout-out to Leanna Preston for the artwork that she provides for our podcast. Couldn't do it without you guys. Absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. Living our lives a quarter mile at a time. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.